I'm Maya McNulty, and this is the Fundraising Secrets Podcast, made for Fundpreneurs. Fundpreneurs is a heart-centered leader. Fundpreneurs take no BS and make no apologies for serving the public. Fundpreneurs unite and thrive knowing that together we will prevail. Fundpreneurs will fight for the cause, raise awareness, and serve with humility. Fundpreneurs are resourceful, compassionate, and philanthropy is our middle name. Fundpreneurs deploy the organization's task with honor and champions the mission. Fundpreneurs enrich lives and put ethics before conversions. Fundpreneurs define strength in numbers, believe in the cause, create the future, build fundraising empires, impact the world. Fundpreneurs are driven and inspired knowing that we are making fundraising fun. I'm a Fundpreneur. Welcome back. You're listening to Fundraising Secrets, and I'm Maya McNulty, your host. It is our 50th episode of Fundraising Secrets. Thank you so much for listening to Fundraising Secrets. Over 6,000 listeners started in October of 2018, and it's just been amazing. All of these people's lives that we are changing with Fundraising Secrets. Now, a little bit about me and my backstory is I had owned Curves for Women for 10, 10 years, and um, I, I struggled with it, you know, and I went almost on the verge of bankruptcy with uh, owning a franchise. I had to reinvent myself in the past uh, five, six, seven years. I've been doing just that. I started to reinvent myself, and I created this business called Up the Biz, upthebiz.com. Uh, which does advertising and marketing for businesses, nonprofits, and um, I've been hosting a TV show called Scene TV, Schenectady Cable Entertainment News and Events, covering businesses and nonprofits uh, championing the mission. So the story is I haven't it hasn't been easy, and I've been reinventing myself over and over again. I designed an app called Where to Shop and Dine. It helps connect colleges and communities for places to shop and dine while in a college region uh, where to shop and dine is the app and since then through the app is what led me to fundraising secrets because I noticed while I was in the restaurants all the food that was being wasted and I thought there was a better way so I created this roundup program to help alleviate child hunger and then this nonprofit thing started. I was working with the Regional Food Bank, giving donations from the Roundup program to help alleviate child hunger on Fridays with backpacks so the kids wouldn't go home hungry. And also their parents, who are also hungry, they wouldn't be hungry on the weekends as well. So that's how I started with um, getting into fundraising. I've been volunteering my time with the Leukemia Lymphoma Society, the Boys and Girls Club, Boy, um, Girls Inc., Special Olympics, NAMI, the National Alliance on Mental Illness. And so uh, I just finished writing the book, Fundraising Secrets. It should be coming out in the next couple of months. Uh, we're just at copying, um, editing, and um, transcribing and stuff like that right now, um, getting things done. But we talked about um, on the podcast, Fundraising Secrets, you know, when I first started to write the book, Fundraising Secrets, I failed at it. And I started writing that book on May 6th of 2018, and I just couldn't get it all together. You know, I failed. I feared fail. Can you understand that? I feared failing. And I failed because I feared it. So I had to just take a breather and start to, to just think of, like, I am good enough to write this book. I, I, the people need this message. The world needs this message. And now 6,000 people are listening to this podcast. When I first reached out to people, when I had about 2,000 listeners, I asked people, hey, would you sponsor? Would you be a sponsor? Because I was going to use some of that money 
to help alleviate childhood hunger, give to more nonprofits, and impact the world. And uh, they all said no to me. And now 6,000 episodes later, and all those that had said no to me, uh, it's okay. I understand where you're coming from, and it's okay. I see you, I understand you, and it's all right. But if you're a nonprofit, you understand what I'm saying when it comes to um, finances and decision-making and getting money and donations and stuff, but you're not alone. There's a lot of for-profit businesses and nonprofit businesses that struggle with the same thing that you're struggling with. But he, hey, this is what I can say. Keep going. Keep going and don't stop because the next person and the next person, the right people will come and find your business. You do want to start operating your nonprofit like a for-profit business. And if you don't have any money, at least six months of money to help sustain your nonprofit, you should either get another job or create some type of a revenue like starting a podcast to be able to get sponsors on your uh, podcast and sponsors for your work that you're doing. I'm not, this isn't uh, like I'm not slapping you on the wrist or anything. I'm just saying that how you need to start running and operating your business like a for-profit business. Start thinking and maximizing fundraising by thinking like an entrepreneur. So some of the episodes that we talked about were how to grow your sponsor list and your donor list. Um, I just told you a little bit about myself and my struggles that I've had. I also talked in a couple episodes about fundraising tips, thanking your community and why it's important to thank your community, uh, more fundraising tips. So you want to go back and listen to some of these older episodes in Fundraising Secrets. Nonprofit commonalities, commonalities between nonprofits, enthusiasm, the God within you, the reason why you do what you do, your nonprofit, the enthusiasm, how to generate leads. That's another episode. Why, why I was helping NAMI, the National Alliance on Mental Illness with Off the Mask, you know, lim- eliminating um, the stigma around um, mental illness and breaking the silence. So we're doing a fundraiser right now for NAMI in a month and a half. We raised over $56,000. Uh, we haven't even had the event yet on may 9th 2019 is when we'll be having the event 6 to 9 p.m at the hearst media center in albany new york if you want a ticket go to offthemask.org get a ticket it's really exciting one of the things i've been speaking to lots of nonprofits in puerto rico alaska canada uh, africa and uh, most of these nonprofit women uh, or men are—they're not coachable. They're not willing to go all in. They just like the idea of having a nonprofit, but their nonprofit is not profitable. So, you know, over nine thousand nonprofits are going. There's millions of nonprofits out there, but um, like nine thousand of them in just one year will be going out of business. So. You you need to start running your nonprofit like a business. And I'm not saying that how your nonprofit's going to go out of business, but it's time for you to really get serious. If you really care about your message and what you want to accomplish and who you want to serve, you need to be clear on your avatar. You need to be clear on your finances. You need to be clear on your decisions. You need to be clear on your relationship building. And taking the course Fundraising Secrets Mastery is probably going to help you and your organization. Listening to this podcast, Fundraising Secrets, getting my book, Fundraising Secrets, um, which will soon be available on Amazon, and I'll also have a book funnel for it. But being coachable is very important. I've been in meetings, and the uh, person that I was speaking to, the director, community outreach person, they know everything. They've tried everything. And guess what? You haven't tried everything because if you Google nonprofit books, the last time a, a really decent nonprofit book was written was in the 80s, 1980s. Um, so that's why in 2019, Fundraising Secrets is going to impact the world and change the way that we think of fundraising and all the things that we do.
Every nonprofit needs to be uh, publishing, publishing either on a podcast or publishing in a, a, um, articles or books or Facebook or anywhere. Just start publishing more about your story. You can start creating ebooks and putting them on Amazon. And from the ebooks, you can create an Audible. Audible books are really important. Only 2% of authors really uh, use Audible. And it's a new platform for you to be able to get your information out there. I speak about sponsorship packages and how to create the uh, irresistible offer in Fundraising Secrets. And I also spoke about that on the podcast, on the podcast, volunteer job descriptions and how to send your volunteers through the next level so that they become your dream team and they see the next thing and where they're going to be going after in your organization. Using social media, social media is such an important tool, uh, using Twitter and hashtags. I get more listeners from my podcast on Twitter and LinkedIn than any other platform. I'd really suggest building a platform on Instagram, Twitter, and um, and uh, Twitter and LinkedIn. Sorry about that. I forgot my train of thought there. So... Uh, I also, on one of the episodes, um, it's I talked about successful storytelling, how to really tell the year mission story. And the stories of others within your organization is all about the stories and the impact. Giving um, Vision a Voice was a episode that we had uh, where it was a local community leader and its founders spoke about um, how it's helping inner city youth through the donations using fundraising secrets. So Susan G. Komen had an interview with them and spoke about that as well, how to increase donations uh, for their nonprofit. Spoke to the Regional Food Bank, how to um, increase um, their awareness as well through podcasting um, and find. So Mark Quantz was a really super guy to talk with, and then I had... um, uh, Sandra Goldmeyer over at Susan G. Komen and then William Rivas over at the Giving Vision a Voice, the Cocoa House for, for Inner City Youth. So just really important uh, speaking with all these people. Why are nonprofits uh, needing postal permits or why they don't, why they should use a mailhouse? I'd actually recommend using a mailhouse. It would save you so much time, energy, and work. And if you have a small team in a small organization, using postal permit um, mailhouses are really an essential way to go and it saves you a lot of time. When creating an event, it's really important to have a timeline. A timeline is really a, a, the Bible for running an organization, I would say. It gives you structure, it gives you discipline, it gives you hard deadlines for you to be able to have a massive, impactful event podcasting I can't stress it enough podcasting is really important if your organization is not podcasting you really need to start podcasting and get your message out there again this uh, this podcast my podcast fundraising secrets is only like five months old and i've already have six thousand people just think of all the people it's free traffic it's a free way for you to be able to get people to listen to you and your organization and your message you can talk about everything and anything in your organization on a podcast as for as long as you want or as for as short as you want so it's really important to start creating a podcast to get your message out there. Again, I talked about um, sponsorship secrets and how to write a, a sponsorship and who the key influencers are for you to be able to attract and get to know and do business with and build that relationship. How to create an event proposal and why it's important so that there's no stones unturned. A cadence report, why that's important in an event and anything that you do too, whether it's a walk or a, um, something that you're doing in-house, just, uh, it's an activity chart so that people can see structure. 
Oftentimes, um, mailing lists, they're old, and you need to scrape them, especially if the donors have passed or the donors have willed it to someone next in their family and they no longer care about your organization because maybe they cared about it once, but now they care about uh, straws in the ocean or something, you know. So uh, just their philanthropy efforts have changed. And so scraping your old list, updating your list, buying a new list, um, merging your list are all really important things. We speak about this all in the podcast. So if you haven't listened to any of these episodes, go back and listen. This is our 50th episode of Fundraising Secrets, and I'm so glad you're here. I actually end up writing a book called My Favorite Quotes for Entrepreneurs, Your Interactive Guide to Inspiration and Empowerment. In that book, we have 180 of my favorite quotes and seven principal business exercises. The business exercises are so important, and um, it really helps to streamline your business and start getting you to maximize fundraising by thinking like an entrepreneur. If you're interested in thinking like an entrepreneur want to learn more, you can go to 555coaching.com, 555coaching.com. And get my book. Um, It's a free book offer. You uh, just have to pay shipping. But the seven principal business exercises include guidance on attitude, health, relationship, decision-making, finance, business, communication. There's also a 30-day journal for you to stay empowered as you move through. And this is also made up of 180 of my favorite quotes. So my favorite quotes for entrepreneurs, you can get it on Amazon. It's $21.99 on Amazon, or you can get it free in my book funnel at 555coaching.com. I also spoke about how to publish your work on Amazon and KDP. And then also, it's so important, what is the intentions of your organization? You know, every time I, I for example, if I go to the airport, um, you know, right now I'm in California. I have, I'm here for a marketing conference, and I'm doing this podcast for you. It's our 50th episode, so I wanted to get it out before the, the Rockstar Marketing Conference. But um, my intentions was when I get here, to get my podcast done, revise my book, uh, wake up early, enjoy the sunshine, visit with some friends, and, you know, things happen. So, for example, my my friend that I'm meeting, she is a lawyer, and she got called to court today, and we were supposed to – today is my only free day while I'm here in California. So I had a l- long list of things. I woke up early, got my exercise in, um, but my, my friend is not going to be able to meet with me because she got called to court. So my intentions was to still get my work done and um, have a great day. So now, like, on the way here from the airport, I had to wait 45 minutes for the shuttle. So I just – Relaxed. I, I knew that I'd have to wait because it would be my turn to wait. So just like when I was leaving from Albany, New York, to come to California, you know, I have to pack and you have to go through the line. And you go into the checkout, to the kiosk to get your luggage checked in, and then you got to go to the counter to see the woman and have her check you in and show your ID. And all of it could be a pain right in the butt because, you, you know, you've got all this stuff. You've got all this stuff, and you want to um, get up to the – TSA so you can get get through and get the uh, check line check out uh, and you, sometimes it, it you know you gotta take your shoes off and your jacket and everything out of your pockets and get if you have a belt you gotta take that off in your shoes so it's just such a pain in the butt but you know that it's in your intentions so if you go to the airport saying you know this is gonna be a great experience it's gonna be a great ride it will be so just setting your da- daily uh, days up with intentions uh, lead with intentions that's what's important. Another thing that I wanted to share with you is cryptocurrency. Cryptocurrency is another episode that we talked about on Fundraising Secrets. Again, we're just celebrating the 50th episodes, and these are some of the episodes that we talked about. 
So you're going to go, want to go back and binge listen to some of these. But cryptocurrency is not going away. It's not a fad. It's here to stay. The Satoshio dollar, Bitcoins, you need to get it. You need to figure out how to um, start and sign up for an account. And I do go through all that with Fundraising Secrets. And there's also an episode here on the podcast for you to go, go do that. I share with you six better steps, uh, six steps to better fundraising. Um, so you can go back and listen to that episode. That's around episode 23 or so. Um, episode 24.5 is about um, nonprofit burnout. And um, yeah, nonprofits, you guys burn out. We're humans, right? We're people. And sometimes if you're limited in staff, you do get burnt out. So we talk about that a little bit. And then the year end giving uh, letters and the year end giving ask uh, really should start be doing in August and not in November, um, you know, right after Black Friday or whatever. So you need to start that early. But if you go back to um, some of the episodes, uh, 25, 26 ish, you'll, you'll be able to listen to that. Uh, some characteristics of successful nonprofits. And then your letters for your team, your fundraising team. Uh, so characteristics of a successful nonprofit. Branding your nonprofit, how to brand a strong nonprofit. That's another episode. That is a great episode. I really love talking about branding. As you know, I do mar- social media management and marketing for restaurants and nonprofits. And um, I really love working with restaurants and, and their mission. Um, and also, you do all this work and you need to track the progress. You need to know if it works, right? So tracking your Google Analytics. So Google Analytics for nonprofits, that's a great episode that you should really try to check out. There's some hard truths and some hard facts that nonprofits don't want to know. Um, but if you go back in episode 31, 32-ish, you'll find some of the hard facts that we talk about there. And you need to hear these. And you need to hear so that you can attract the best volunteers. Um, you need Organizations and nonprofits need to attract the best volunteers. So uh, those those are really important. I talk about what a fundpreneur is, you know, a heart-centered leader. A fundpreneur is somebody that will help to lead your mission. Again, I'm trying to maximize fundraising by thinking like an entrepreneur. So between my favorite quotes for entrepreneurs and then fundpreneur, and fundraising secrets, bridging them and connecting them uh, as maximizing them together. So you are a fundpreneur. You maximize fundraising by thinking like an entrepreneur because you have to start thinking of your business as a for-profit business if you're going to survive in this competitive world of nonprofits. Now, you, I know you're probably waiting on grants and, and the government, but guess what? It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Um, you know, in the, if you're listening to the news right now, there's funding being cut. Grants are being cut uh, for special Olympics for special needs all over the world and um, you are you're not alone and honestly there's there's so many organizations and things that people care about so um, the government can't bail you out and they're not going to be giving you money so that that you you know grants are actually really hard to um, a lot of times the the paperwork you guys don't have the right paperwork line and so you do all this work for grant writing and you won't get qualified because you your paperwork sucks and I've spoken to grant writers and that's the problem your paperwork sucks so you're not consistent and sorry to give you the hard facts on that but that is one of the episodes you should listen to um winter fun ideas or summer fun ideas that things that you could do for your fundraising to help improve also if you start doing anything in podcasts you can convert this into an audiobook make it an audiobook so that people can start getting to know what your organization does 
And remember, your, your organization should always hire rock stars. You should always hire rock stars um, and have successful characteristics of nonprofits. So go back and listen to those 50 episodes. Well, 49. This is the 50th. And um, and tell me what you think. If you like this content, leave a comment, rate us, subscribe, like us, share this podcast, tell a friend, work with us. You can reach me at maya at upthebiz.com, maya at upthebiz.com. Listen to Fundraising Secrets buy my book. I love you. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for listening to Fundraising Secrets. I'm Maya McNulty, and I'll catch you next time. Want more great content? Head on over to our Facebook page, Fundraising Secrets. Don't forget to subscribe and rate our podcast. Thank you for sharing this episode, and we'll catch you next time on Making Fundraising Fun Again. This is the podcast, Fundraising Secrets, and I'm Maya McNulty.